and it introduces our long-form interview tonight. Graham Kemlo chats with a travel blogger who goes by the name Aliki. She was born in Latvia, lives in Gibraltar, and for the past five years has been reporting for different locations, most recently South America, where she spent six months in Colombia, Ecuador, Peru and Argentina. Graham asked Aliki whether she was concerned about travelling in Colombia and whether it deserved its reputation. The answer might surprise you. So, Aliki, welcome to Travel Writers Radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Now, you have most recently been in Colombia trip. Can you sort of take me back to the start of the year? Because um, I think that's about when you left your base and, uh, and went from Europe to, to South America. Tell us about that. Yeah, actually, Colombia was where I started. So I started in February and I had in my mind that I'm going to do it for six months. And at the end, I actually uh, stuck with the schedule, which is surprisingly, <laughs> because usually, you know, plans change when you travel. But I started in February in Colombia and my plan was to spend there four weeks. But Colombia is absolutely incredible. And I stayed there for six weeks. And then I moved and spent six weeks in Ecuador. And then from there, I went to Peru. Uh, from Peru, I visited after Bolivia. And I finished my trip in Brazil in Rio de Janeiro. And Rio de Janeiro, I must admit, I think if we talk purely cities, uh, Rio is my absolute favorite. Right. I, I can imagine that would be the case. Now, what was your situation? Were you traveling on your own, Aliki? No, I was actually travelling with my boyfriend. Okay. So uh, the pictures were all just of you, and I thought, oh, she's a solo traveller. She's pretty game going to Colombia. And um, so tell me about Colombia. It's got a bit of a reputation. Do you think it deserves the reputation that it has, or is it not like that at all? I think there is definitely reason why um, there is that reputation. But at the same time, I think... My six months around South America proved me how, you know, there is so wrong perceptions and, you know, these reputations that follow these countries. But I would encourage everyone to visit them themselves and to see that it's actually not that bad. I had impression that it's going to be very dangerous. I will be taking taxi everywhere. I'm going to like be staying in, you know, really research where I stay. Um, but I must admit it's not as bad as I would say, like a lot of people say it is, if, that, if I can say that. I think as long as you have a common sense, you will be completely fine. I think the biggest problem is the pickpockets. Pickpockets are everywhere. Mm -hmm. In I'm, I'm talking here, Colombia, Peru. I'm talking here, every big city, every tourist spot, the pickpockets are everywhere. Right. Uh, that is no place where they, where they are, where they are not. And so I think you always just have to... Point. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Because I was, yes, yes, because I've been, for me, like, because I do, I do videos and I do filming and I, you know, I work on my blog and my YouTube channel. I always have camera with me. So I think I always have something to lose because, you know, I'm, I'm making this footage and everything. And like, it's a bit like a job for me. So I only, always, always, you know, take care of my bag uh, extra. I'm extra cautious. Yeah. Um, but still, even if you just travel, I think as long as you keep everything around, uh, behind closed pockets, uh, you have your backpack and even sometimes don't feel like, don't feel silly. Just put your bag in front of you. 
which I did. Mm. Whenever we were in big crowds, I always just put my bag in front of me. And you're actually going to see locals doing the same. So it's not just tourists. Right. Locals, they, they put the bag in front of them. Uh, but those are just a few times, few places, you know. I think if you, if you, if you have a common sense and you're careful, I think another big thing was wandering around in the like late hours during the night. I think the moment it gets dark, like nine, ten, uh, that's when most probably you're going to get in a trouble. So I started my day very early. I, you know, visited sites, like wandered around the city, you know, had a lunch. I wasn't really going a lot out after dinner right. i went to you know to my hotel um also i'm not saying you can't do it you can do it but i think if something's bad's gonna happen it's probably gonna happen during the night yeah. when you know the crime is more active yeah. but in general during the day i was traveling i took so many buses from you know city to city it's it's really not that bad as like people are saying it is i was really uh, i had a very I'm, i have a very positive good memories from from my trip from south america and safety was definitely not in my top three concerns fantastic now what about the language um you, you were telling me off air that you're originally you are from latvia uh, what do you speak any of the south american languages <laughs> Well, yes, most of America speaks Spanish, and I, <laughs> I mean, I would like to think that I speak a little bit. I don't, I don't speak very well, but I can have a basic communication, you know, conversation. I can get a coffee. I can order pizza. Pizza is a very international word. Everyone understands that. Yeah. Uh, but also, for example, with the buses or or some timetables, you know, sometimes some keywords. I pick up some keywords, and I understand what the situation is about. So. If I think if you want to travel South America, I definitely recommend uh, learning a bit of Spanish just because it's not just because of the practical things. I think you're going to enjoy the continent so much more if you can have a basic conversation with the locals because they are such a friendly, amazing people. And if they can have a conversation with you, they will. And trust me, you're going to like find out such an interesting things and learn, you know, about like the local life. Uh, that I was actually, it was a good chance for me to practice my Spanish, yeah. to improve it a bit. And, and yeah, I think having a bit of a basic Spanish will just let you enjoy the continent even more. But besides of the obviously practical bits of, you know, understanding some things. Now, when you pulled out your camp, um, did people want their photo taken or not? I'm not really. I'm very respectful. Um, to our, I'm in general in any continent in any country. I try to avoid filming people or or taking photographs of the people. I know there are a lot of photographers, professional photographers, who actually do amazing portraits. But I think that's like a completely different section. I'm more kind of like a, a travel mm. vlogger, you know, filming actual locations and my comments. You're listening to reporter Graham Kemlo in conversation with travel blogger Aliki, now back home on the Rock of Gibraltar. I was in Morocco. I traveled Morocco and I actually had an incident where I wasn't even filming people. I was filming a car driving and the car was like a pickup. So there was um, around three men in a pickup behind it. And I was just filming like the vibe of the roads, you know, the car, you know, it was like a rustic yeah. car, you know, like a very, like, you know, nice, nice uh, shot, I thought. Mm. And I was filming the car and the men thought that I'm filming them. And they literally jumped out of the car, ran to me. I'm so grateful my boyfriend was with me because I would, I, would, I don't know what I would have done. Mm. And they started to, they wanted to grab the camera out of my hands. And 
they started to shout at me, delete the pictures, delete the pictures. And I, you, can, you can imagine my stress. I was just shaking. Mm. And thankfully, my, my boyfriend took the camera off me. He deleted the videos and he said, you know, it's okay, it's okay. But I was just there frozen. I was so scared. So I think because I had that incident in Morocco, I've been very extra cautious with that uh, in my further trips. And then after I looked it up, and obviously it's uh, to do with their religion, and it is like you can't really be taking photos of people in Morocco. Oh, so oh, I thought they might just yeah. the bank. No, no, no. Well, maybe. We don't know. Yeah, because they were very... They were very, very aggressive. Um, so yeah. But, but usually, I find if you um, if you can't ask somebody because you don't speak the language, if you hold up the camera and sort of make a gesture towards them, like you know, is it okay if I take your photo? They'll usually say yes or no. They get it, I think. Do you find that or not? I haven't tried. I'll be honest. I haven't tried. I, I don't really. I don't really. Um, I've done that before. Get a lot done with hand gestures, can't you? But I guess it's yeah. which you don't. Yeah, exactly. No, that's the worst that's happened to you, Aliki. You're doing pretty well. <laughs> Thanks. And it must it must be um, comforting to be able to travel with someone else. I, uh, obviously, a, a boyfriend is uh, maybe better than a girlfriend <laughs> in the sense you might feel a little bit more protected. But do you think you would have gone to these places had you been on your own? Do you now feel a bit braver about Mm-hmm. I mean, when we first started to plan the trip, the plan was to go to Asia, actually. We knew we want to do like a big six-month trip. Um, again, because uh, before I met him, I did my six months of traveling. He did his six months of traveling. So now when we got together, we were like, okay, we want to do again a big trip together. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to go to Asia. But it was after COVID, straight after COVID. And um, many countries still had very strict restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we, we we really wanted to go. Because we were like tired of, you know, COVID and being stuck in one place. Mm. And then we looked up and actually South American countries were very uh, open and inviting and there was no strict restri- restrictions. So we decided that we're going to do South America. And I must admit, if I would be on my own, I would probably be much more hesitant. Mm. I would be considering it much more. But because I knew I'm going with him, I was, okay, let's do it. But okay. now when I have traveled South America for six months, I would do it alone if I had to. I'm definitely... Yeah, you have a good feel for the place, obviously. Yeah. If you are sensible, use common sense, as you suggest, then there's no reason not to do that. Tell me, Aliki, when did you start travelling? Well, I started travelling when I was 18, so uh, 10 years ago, well, 11. Straight after school, I wasn't sure what I want to do, so I took actually a gap year. And I used that gap year to travel Greece. And I was actually working and living in Greece for a bit. And after that, I think the bug was there. I never stopped. I've been to so many European cities and countries. And then my my next big thing was this, was that I went to Asia for four months. And that, I think, kind of started this whole blogging thing. I went to Hong Kong, Singapore. I spent some time in Bali and Philippines. Okay. And I traveled around the islands in Philippines. So that was absolutely amazing. And yeah, I think that's where my... Yeah, that's when my blog really started to kick off because that's when I, you know, started to take that really serious. And it wasn't just about, you know, me traveling. It was about sharing those experiences with others. And your blog was obviously was in English. Yes, everything is in English. And, um, so where do the where do your 
viewers come from? Do you know? Do you have a sense of, of who listens to you or watches your story? Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually uh, Americans. I have a, a big base in America and also United Kingdom. Those would be, I think, my my main countries. But also Brazil now has uh, has the audience in Brazil has grown for sure, which I think is probably influenced by the fact that I spent a month in Brazil and yeah. had a lot of content there. Now you did also tell me off air that your base is is the uh, island of Gibraltar or the Rock of Gibraltar, I suppose that they talk about. The Rock of Gibraltar, yes. It's an interesting place to 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 choose to base yourself. Why did you uh, Why did you choose Gibraltar, Aliki? Well, I'm I'm originally from Latvia. I had, I went into after my gap year. I did decided to go to uni, and I I, I was studying university in Latvia. And uh, I don't know if you know about Erasmus. It's a European thing, um, but I know it's getting more international now. And it's basically an exchange program for students, where for a half a year you can uh, go and study in any other European country. And I, I was, uh, I, I got, it, it's, you can pick, but you have like options to choose from. So you can't just choose anywhere. You, you, you pick from the options that are there available at the, at the moment. And I decided to go to south of Spain, Andalusia, Huelva, University of Huelva. And I spent there, um, half a year. And during that time, I traveled a lot around Andalusia, south of Spain, and of course, Gibraltar is there too. Mm. So I first uh, really ex- like, uh, learned about Gibraltar during my studies in Spain. Yeah. But Gibraltar is a unique place because everyone speaks English here. Uh, here is a lot of international companies. So here you can have a really great career possibilities. So I kind of started to work here in Gibraltar uh, to kind of build up my CV to start my career. And that's how I ended up in Gibraltar. And after I met my boyfriend here, who is here, local, and that's kind of, you know, made the stay here that, you know, I'm staying here. Good on you. And what what's your area of study? What what were you studying? I actually study economics, you know. I was, I was sure I'm going to work in a bank. I don't know why I had this dream of working in a bank. And then, and then I got into recruitment and marketing. Okay. So my actually my background is in marketing. I've I've I worked a few few years in the in, in that sector, also for financial services. So I have a really interesting CV. Upon you know, now my blog is really my my main my main focus. Yeah. Okay. So, so from a from a want to be a banker, I'm now a travel blogger. How interesting! Now in life, things change. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of economics, you probably could be prime minister of Britain by the look of it at the moment. Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Fair enough. So, did you find it easy to travel with your um, EU passport? I actually think EU passport now is one of the best passports to have. Mm, I've never had any issues. I don't remember the last time I had to had to prepare a visa. I believe I need visa to come to Australia. Yes, you do. But I don't think yeah, but I don't think it will be that of a big of an issue that makes sense. I think it's just about applying and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, going uh, through the process. Uh, yeah. In South America, from going from country to country, did you need visas with your EU passport? No, not at all. Not at all. Um, that you have to. The only thing is that you have to um, 
prepare like a form before you enter the country and they are more like health forms. So I'm not sure if it's to do with COVID, but uh, every single country required you to fill in the entry form. And then obviously you share, you know, just some basic details about yourself. So I think that was kind of like, let's say visa in some in some sense that um, you had to fill in this form before you come. So you had to do it before you actually, you know, enter the country. But that took me five minutes, you know, every time I was changing the country. So it wasn't a big of an issue. So when you finished your travels in South America and uh, went back to your base at Gibraltar, uh, do you go back to work for six months to to fund the next lot of travel? How do you tend to work as, as, uh, as you go? I do a bit of consulting. I do a consulting for creators about YouTube, about blogging. So that's probably what I do now more while I'm not traveling. Uh, but of course, also I'm in a YouTube program and there are many little source of incomes that come my way. So I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep up the content because of course, when you travel, I am very like real time. I'm there. And actually, it's funny. I met a couple from UK and they recognized me in Peru. And they say, oh, you are still in Peru because I just had posted uh, Machu Picchu content. And they were like, oh, you are in Peru. Because everyone kind of thought that, you know, the content creators, what they do is they, you know, they spread the content out for a long time. But I try to be very, like, hands-on, real-time. And they were really surprised to still see me in Peru when I'm, you know, just posting out Peru content. Um, So I I do try to be very real-time and I'm there and I like to give out fresh information. But, of course, when I come back, there is a lot of content that is uh, something that I can prepare now after when I've visited all the countries in South America. So it's more like... South American content, if that makes sense. It's not yeah. specifically about each country. So I still have like a lot of work and videos and content to, to work with and get out to my audience. So even if it's been like uh, three months, I've been still like preparing videos and blog articles and, you know, posting about all this even after the trip. So uh, the, the, the work never ends there. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea, Aliki. So um, what's your what's your next trip? Have you got that worked out yet? Well, I haven't booked the tickets yet or I haven't like planned, planned it perfectly. But the plan is to go again in January for around similar period, six months to Central America this time. So yes. Which, so. which country specifically? So either start in Mexico and then go to El Salvador, uh, Belize, um, Panama, you know, all that coast. Okay. Or start in Panama and make, you know, your way to Mexico. So. And- I haven't decided on the direction yet. Yeah, sure. So um, unlike some people we see online who've got a van and who get in the van and drive around, but you don't do that. You get into a country and then you use the local transportation, do you? Yes, yes. I don't travel with them. Yeah, I've done everything, buses, ferries, planes. Actually, in, in, in Colombia, in South America, um, it's actually quite expensive to fly from country to country. So buses is the way forward for sure. Yeah. And But, for example, in Colombia, uh, within like internally, they had such a cheap flights. They had like flights for, you know, 20 euros. How much would that be in Australian? So that kind of a price is so I actually didn't know that about Colombia. I was sure I'm going to travel every, everywhere with a bus because I had my research before and I knew that it's expensive to fly. And then once we got to Colombia, we just realized how cheap are the internal tickets. So we actually were flying like two or three times within Colombia. So I think for me, it's 
just a bit going with the flow. Yeah. I'm always going to find like the cheapest, most convenient option. Yeah. Um, maybe not the cheapest. Sometimes if I know that it's smarter to fly, you know, even if you pay a bit more, but you fly because you're going to save so much time. Yeah. Um, I'm always more about the convenience. And then obviously the price is very important too. So yeah, I just land in the country and then there is so many things you just pick up and you learn when you are just in the country from the locals or from other travelers. You know, the traveler network is really big in South America. There are several groups of people from Netherlands, Belgium, America, Canada, Australia. (laughs) And we talk with each other and we're going to warn each other. Um, There is so many things I've just learned um, from these groups that, oh, I shouldn't be doing that or I shouldn't be going there or, oh, I actually should be going there. You know, it's incredible. So I think the the traveler network is is really good too, you know, just um, just Is that on social media, Aliki? Yes, that's actually on Facebook groups. There are, there are basically a group for each country. So backpackers in Colombia or backpackers in um, Bolivia, let's say. And then there is obviously like a bigger group of South America. And I'm on all these groups. And um, I was fa- I was fairly active during my, my, my travels because I could actually comment, you know, real time. Now I'm just more like reading and just, you know, uh, remembering the, g- the good times. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's fantastic way to, to remember. Do you um, – and, and- – do you pass on some of those messages to your readers or your followers too, like the you know, the risks in certain countries? Yes, for sure. All my blogs, I I always highlight, you know, the, the amazing places and things to see and do. But I always uh, add the paragraph of safety, of transportation. There is a uh, these very specific thing for Ecuador where they actually hide in the bus and during these night bus rides. They go under the sea, they cut your bag and they take your stuff out. And it's all so quiet and, you know, they have their system. And it's a really big problem in Ecuador. And I've several times in several videos have mentioned this to my audience. And that's very specific to Ecuador. You don't really, well, I assume you could find it in other countries too, but Ecuador is where it really is happening. You know, I actually, I was in a situation like that. Thankfully, our driver he was checking the bus. That's why they check the bus now. If, if, if a driver is checking the bus, that's a good sign. It means right. he's checking if there are no one is hiding in a back no seat, one. you know, under the seats. Yeah. yeah. So he was checking the bus and he actually, you know, there was a guy hiding. So if the driver wouldn't have checked the bus, we probably would have been robbed during that bus trip because it was a night ride, night, you know, night bus. Yeah. That was Graham Kemlo speaking with Aliki. And for more information, visit her website. Aliki, that's A-L-I-K-I, Aliki Travel Blogger, or one word, dot com. She uses the same handle on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.